Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing today? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about other people's thoughts about us, which is something I know people can have a lot of mind drama around, including me. (laughs) And let's be honest, we all worry to some degree about what other people think about us. It's a very, very normal human being thing to do. And the reason it's so normal is because our brains are literally evolved to be this way. So the oldest part of our brains is the primitive part, the primitive brain. And the primitive brain is what kept us alive all those years ago in the caveman days when we were living in small tribes. It's thanks to the primitive brain that we were able to continue to survive and go through evolution as a species. And because we lived in small tribes, being accepted by our fellow humans and by your group, by your tribe, was very integral and important to your survival, which means the humans that did survive and continue to evolve and pass their genes on through evolution were the humans that understood the importance of being accepted and were vigilant to signs of rejection. And not only does evolution play a huge role in our brain's wiring, so does the way we've been socialized. We've been socialized to judge and monitor ourselves based on our peers and the acceptance of others, especially those of you listening who are women. Women are particularly socialized to be very focused on being approved of and accepted by other people. And so naturally our brains tend to spend a lot of time and energy worrying about what other people think. And of course, it isn't just women who receive this unconscious messaging. Of course, men do too. But for women living in a patriarchal society where once upon a time, their financial safety and security was all created by a man choosing to be with them. Because remember, women haven't always been allowed careers and bank accounts. So that means that at some points in history, other people's thoughts about us have literally been integral to us surviving (laughs) and to our safety. Nowadays in modern society, we aren't living in tribes in caves anymore and our tribe rejecting us doesn't mean we're going to be eaten by predators or die of starvation or die in the wilderness. Nowadays, the worst thing that's going to happen or likely to happen if someone rejects you is you'll experience a negative emotion negative emotion which as we all know is created by our brain and our thoughts i'm going to come back to that a little bit later on but thinking about what other people are thinking is not always a problem most of us want to consider other people's thoughts and feelings sometimes and consider their perspectives and opinions we may even have people in our lives whose opinions we really value and cherish and we'll seek them out for advice whenever we need it for that guidance The problem we run into is when we're focusing on what other people think in a way that makes what they think determine how we will get to think and feel about ourselves or our decisions, instead of choosing those things consciously for ourselves. We worry excessively about what other people think from a place of fear, fearing them rejecting us or having a negative opinion about us. But the truth is, what other people think 
is just optional sentences running through their brains. And I'm going to repeat that because it's really important to think about. What other people are thinking is just optional sentences running through their brain. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you'll know that I teach that our thoughts are always optional. Optional ways to think about the facts and circumstances of our lives. And for every circumstance, there's hundreds of ways you could choose to think about it. And the same is true for your friends, partner or family members. Their brain is offering them completely optional sentences, optional opinions, optional interpretations about the circumstances in their lives. And you are a circumstance for their brain to have thoughts about. And often we fall into the trap of thinking, if they think it, it must be true. If other people think I'm selfish, then it must be true. If they think I'm a bad friend, I must be. If they think I should have had children, then maybe they're right and I should have. But those are all optional opinions, they're not facts. And while some people might think you were selfish for not giving your friend a lift to the airport, other people might think you were setting healthy boundaries and weren't being selfish at all. Neither is definitively right or wrong, both are just optional ways to think about that circumstance. And often our fear of what others might think about us can stop us from setting boundaries that we really want to set, from saying no to invitations or requests, showing up honestly and authentically in a way that's true to us, and doing what we really want to do. Because we're so afraid that someone might have a negative thought about us, And we're so afraid that that will happen because of what we'd make them having that thought mean about us. Either that what they think is true, or that this means they're going to leave us and then that will prove the mean thought about us true. It always comes back to what we eventually will have to think and feel about ourselves. So we end up living our lives subconsciously, often we're not even conscious of it, trying to manage other people's perceptions of us so that we can feel accepted. And it can become a habit. You maybe even had caregivers who were very preoccupied with what other people thought of them. And so your brain even more so learned to model that behavior and repeat that in your adult life. And in the process, when we're trying to manage other people's perceptions of us, we are rejecting ourselves. We aren't showing up as our real authentic selves. So the people that are liking us aren't even actually liking the real us. They're liking a fake, curated version of us that we're performing for them. And we're the ones actually believing that us, who we really are, isn't good enough or lovable enough. We are actually rejecting ourselves. One of my one-on-one clients had some cultural differences with the people that he studied at university with. And so he spent his entire time there trying to fit in and worrying about what other people would think of him. And when we really dug into what was going on, his fear was that if people didn't like and accept him, it would prove to him that he didn't belong. But in reality, his belief that he didn't belong wasn't a fact. It was a belief passed on through the generations of his family. And in fact, it was him rejecting himself, him believing that someone not liking him meant that he didn't belong there and that he wasn't good enough. But someone having negative thoughts about you is actually totally normal in any human relationship. Often we think that if they have negative thoughts about us, then that's it. That's the one thought that represents their entire relationship with us. It's like if they think one bad thing about us, then they must hate us and the relationship is over. (laughs) 
But actually, we all have negative thoughts about the people we love the most. You probably have negative thoughts about your friends sometimes, about your partner some of the time. My mum is one of my favourite people in the world and my brain offers me negative thoughts about her all the time. (laughs) Not because I don't love her, but because I have a human brain, which by nature will think a combination of positive and negative thoughts. My partner definitely has negative thoughts about me (laughs) and how I don't always do things the way she would like me to around the house. (laughs) But she also loves me so much and is committed to me in our relationship. And our relationship with anybody else is really just our thoughts about them. And we tend to think of relationships as being this thing outside of us. Like there's us, there's them, and then there's our relationship somewhere in the middle. But really, relationships are just two humans having thoughts about each other. Which is why you can have a very present relationship with people who are no longer with us. Or why you can have a terrible relationship with someone who thinks you're amazing and that you're having a great relationship. (laughs) Because you're likely having very different thoughts to the thoughts they're having. So if we surrender to the idea that every human in our life will have a mixture of positive and negative thoughts about us, and that that doesn't mean anything has gone terribly wrong, we can put less emphasis on the fleeting negative sentences that may or may not go through someone else's brain. And we want to recognize that some people are not going to like us. You will not be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. I used to have the belief that if I was likable, then everyone would like me. It wasn't a conscious belief, but it became apparent to me when I was doing my own coaching journey and I was being coached that I'd made someone seeming to not like me very much mean that I was unlikable which shows how my brain subconsciously believed that the measure of whether I was likable or not rested on everybody who I ever met needing to like me, which is totally crazy when you think about it. I don't like everyone I meet, and that doesn't make them not likable to others. It makes me a human with a human brain, different likes and dislikes and preferences. It's also important to remind our brains that just because they think it doesn't make it true. As I said before, every thought is optional. It's not a fact just because someone else thinks it. And usually when we're really afraid of what someone else is going to think, it's because of what we are then going to think about ourselves, if they think that. We're actually afraid of our own self-rejection. For example, if they thought the new business you're launching was stupid and that you shouldn't be doing it, so what? What would it mean for you if they thought that? Your brain is likely afraid on some level of that being true. Because whenever we're worried about what others are thinking, it's often because we are the ones secretly thinking that. We're already worried that maybe we're making a mistake and are being stupid. So if someone else thinks that, then damn, that would prove it true. That would make our fears real. We'd make it a fact. And this reminds me of when I stopped drinking three years ago. I remember being so worried about other people thinking I was boring. And the reason I was worried about them thinking that was because I secretly believed on some level that not drinking was boring, that I was going to be more of a boring person because I didn't drink. Whereas now, my beliefs about that have totally changed. And I'm committed to the belief that not drinking is one of the most interesting things about me. And I love it. It's one of the favorite things about me. There are definitely still some people that think it's boring, (laughs) a lot of them, but their opinion doesn't matter to me. 
because I'm not letting them having that opinion mean that it's right and I'm committed to what I want to think about it regardless. And I want you to think about that with a a situation that, that you may be struggling with or worrying about what people may be thinking of you. If you were really sold on your own opinion about it and you had zero doubts, you were really secure and firm in it, would other people's negative opinions really phase you? Other people's thoughts aren't facts any more than yours are. They're optional interpretations based on their brain's wiring, their own history, their past beliefs, experiences, their programming, a whole lot of stuff you have nothing to do with. And what other people think is a reflection of their own brain's wiring, not you. And it has nothing to do with whether it's a fact. I have an example from one of my one-on-one clients who recently was really worried about what her new boss thought about her. Her boss wanted her to do things totally differently to the way she'd been doing them. And my client interpreted this as her not trusting her. And when I asked, okay, what if she doesn't trust you? What if in her brain she really is thinking, I don't think they know what they're doing, I don't trust them, they're not going to do it right. What would that mean? And my client said she'd make that mean that she wasn't good at her job, which happened to be a subconscious belief that she already knew she had and would often think to herself. And we are also guilty of these kinds of thought processes. It's a very normal human thing to do to be tempted to base what you think about yourself on other people's thoughts about you and use other people's thoughts to prove your own negative beliefs about yourself true. But my client didn't actually need to make her boss's thought process mean anything about her or her capability to do her job well. And this is where we have to bring ourselves back to that universal truth that whatever they are thinking is a totally optional thought. Someone else could be managing my client and totally think thoughts that create trust and just let her get on with it, which she said her past manager did. (laughs) Her past manager apparently just let her run loose with the reins, proving how every human could have totally different thoughts about the same circumstance. If one manager could think thoughts that give you the reins to do whatever you want with, while the other one wants to be more in control and says no to you a lot, How can it be you that creates these two very different responses? It can't be. It's about their unique brain, their past experiences, their memories, their hang-ups, their brain's wiring that create the way they think about you and the world around them. Now, this isn't me suggesting that we should never listen to anybody's thoughts and we should just put our fingers in our ears and ignore them. Of course not. We get to hear people's feedback and thoughts, understanding that their interpretation is just that, their interpretation, And then decide on purpose what we want to think and feel. Is there some truth in what they're saying? Is there an opportunity to grow here? Do I agree and want to change some of my behavior based on this feedback? Another example is from my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. And one of my members had found out something that her partner had done, which she wasn't happy about, but then decided to forgive him and give him another chance. And she was really worried about what other people would think about her decision, what her friends would think. So as with my other client, we had to uncover and show her brain what she was actually afraid of, which actually wasn't which sentences might go through her friend's brains. (laughs) It was what she would then make those sentences mean about her. And when I asked her that, like, what, what would you think if they did have negative thoughts about it? 
What we discovered was that she'd make them thinking it was the wrong decision mean that that was true, that it was the wrong decision and that she was stupid. But the truth is, right or wrong decision is never a fact that we can conclude for definite. It's a totally made up thing. It's totally subjective. What one person might think is a right decision, someone else might think is the totally wrong decision. Who would we even go to to get the definitive answer on that? The board of decision making? (laughs) I'd love if that existed, but it does not. There's no such thing as a right or wrong decision. There's just decisions and then there's our opinions about those decisions. And our opinion is that it's either right or that it's wrong. One of her friends could think it was the wrong decision to stay and someone else might think it would be the wrong decision to leave. What then? And my client's worries about what other people would think about her and her decision just showed her where her own fears and doubts were and where her own work was. She needed to work on having her own back and choosing intentionally how she wanted to think about her decision. I see this a lot with people who get social anxiety too. Their brains are focusing on what others in the room might think about them. And as we've said, it's a totally normal human brain thing to do, given our evolution and how being accepted by the tribe was what kept us alive and safe once upon a time. But now in modern day society, we want to really pull back the curtain on what the big fear is. What is the worst case scenario? So what if you go to this event and they think you're stupid? What if they think you're boring? So what if they don't like you? Or they think you're too loud or too quiet? What then? And I don't mean ask yourself, so what? Who cares? I mean, really ask yourself, so what brain? What is it that I'm most afraid of if that's true? What am I most afraid it will mean about me or for me if that sentence momentarily runs through their mind? And the answer to that question is where your work lies and will point you in the direction of where you need to work on your thoughts about you or your decision or whatever the topic is. Because we don't actually need to make anyone having negative thoughts about us a problem at all. We can learn to accept it and embrace it as a very normal part of being human knowing that every human will have a mixture of positive and negative thought, and then focus on choosing what we want to think intentionally, what we want to think about us. Remember, nobody's opinion about you or your life matters more than your own. And separating out other people's opinion from what you are going to choose to believe is the most empowering thing you can do. Ask yourself, what am I afraid that they might be thinking about me right now? If they are thinking that, so what? What would that mean about me? Why would that be a problem for me? And then question that. How might that not be true? Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today and I hope it was helpful. Can I ask you to do a little something for me? Could you go ahead and give the podcast a rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. And then also maybe go and share it with a friend who you think would really enjoy it. And finally, if you're listening to this and really resonating with the way I talk about relationships and mind management, I think you'd love my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. This is where we dig into these tools and concepts on a deeper level, and I teach you how to manage your mind and emotional experience in all kinds of relationships and situations without trying to control and micromanage your friends, family, partner, or the future. 
If you think it might be for you, it won't be launching until September, but I'm offering a free taster session on August 17th, which will be a masterclass on facing your fear of rejection. So it's going to take place at 7pm British summer time. But if you can't attend live, don't panic. A replay will be emailed to you. The way you can make sure you get the email is by signing up for the class. And once the masterclass is complete on the 17th, doors will then open for you to grab your spot in the group coaching program. So head to the information section of this episode and that's where you'll find the link to sign up to the taster session. And if you have any questions at all, be sure to come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca or Coaching. Okay guys, have an amazing weekend and I'll speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs.